When your child comes out as LGBTQ, you need a place to find the right tools to help you and your child thrive. This is the podcast you need. Hi, my name is Jenny Hunter, and I am an advanced certified faith-based family coach. And I have coached over 10,000 hours helping families with LGBTQ children become healthy, thriving families. Hi, how are you? Thank you for being here today. I am so glad to be with you today. We are so busy around here. I think May is busier than Christmas. Um, it is just a crazy month when you have kids and end of school year, especially we have a graduate this year and um, all things. I think I have graduation fatigue. This is my fourth, my fifth graduate graduate from high school. And I got to tell you, there's a lot of pomp and circumstance around graduation, but we had a great weekend last weekend. We, um, we do a Mormon prom, which means like we just have a prom for all of the kids and they could bring friends. Anybody could come, but it's just a safe, good prom that we have at the Marriott down um, by our airport. And it is beautiful. The lady who does it every year, she does an amazing job. And John and I get to be the chaperones every year. And um, it was so fun. I love being with teenagers. I think they are such actually so much goodness there. I think they get a bad rap sometimes. And it was just fun being with them and seeing their goodness. And, you know, they just want to be seen and valued like the rest of us. And it was just fun. Always, always a highlight every year being there with them and having that night with John. So whatever you're doing in May, I hope it is not too crazy for you and that you're not counting the days to summer, but enjoying the time. And, you know, sometimes when we get really busy in life, um, when things get a little crazy, we meaning conflict, um, we feel like we don't have a lot of bandwidth to handle it. And at, you know, at some time in your life, conflict affects all of us, um, especially in families. Um, conflict is just part of dealing with other human beings. You know, um, we all have different emotions and we have um, how we look at things are like very different. And so conflict is just a natural progression of a, a relationship, any relationships. And some of us like really naturally try to avoid conflict. At least we think we do. But what we really don't realize is that avoiding conflict doesn't mean that you're not experiencing conflict because if you're avoiding it, uh, it's either on the surface or it's under the surface. So we all experience conflict and sometimes conflict isn't pretty. And I know for my brain and most everybody's brain, it actually, our brain makes it feel like dangerous and we can get really tight and we can feel lots of tension and other people might, when they experience conflict, like avoid or withdraw. And, you know, it's kind of the three F's, the fight, flight, or um, freeze. And that's kind of where your brain experiences conflict. You're kind of do one of those. And either way, your experience conflict as something as painful, or usually you're really trying to do avoidance. So I want you to know that your avoidance of conflict might be keeping you from becoming a better parent and a tighter family. And once you realize, okay, conflict is not bad. It's really how we deal with conflict that can be damaging. And conflict is normal. Um, and it's not an indicator of the health of our family. And it's just part of the package deal. And you're, like I said, you're merging all people's ideas, values, and perspective. And the merging of these ideas can sometimes result in arguments, angry interactions that could be stressful and feel unhealthy. 
And many families see conflict. Like if we're having a lot of conflict, then there's a sign that there's problem in our relationship. And the belief is understandable, but it's unfortunate because conflict is not negative. Instead, it's just part of a normal part of relationship to be managed. And we can either manage it in a healthy or unhealthy way. And I'm going to talk to you today about some healthy ways you can manage conflict. Um, you know, John Godman from um, the Marriage Institute, like he is the expert of, uh, you know, studying families and marriages. And he says, if there's one lesson I've learned from my years of research is that a lasting marriage, and you put a lasting relationship, results from a couple's ability to, to resolve the conflicts that are inevitable in any relationship. So it's not he and he like is with a couple in 10 minutes, he could decide the health of your marriage. Like he's that good. And he said, you know, it's not whether they have conflict or not. It's really how they resolve it. So sometimes we mistake a low conflict as a level of happiness. Like if you say we never fight or um, me and my kids get along really well, and we believe that we never fight, that that's a real sign of the health of the relationship. But it probably is more of a sign is that your relationship is stagnant or you're not connecting. And we actually grow in our relationships by reconciling our differences, by merging more and figuring out how to deal with conflict. And that's how we become more connected and vulnerable really with each other is when we're able to healthily discuss things that we disagree on. Um, and this is how we grow and evolve in our relationship. Like you think about like your toddler, like he's, you're not having I mean, you're having conflict, but it's one-sided really because they're not doing what you want and they can't really articulate it. But as a teenager, the conflicts feel heavier because they have opinions and you, listening to it. And But then there's opportunity to actually know that person in a different way than you would as a toddler. So if handled right, arguments really have the potential to grow um, understanding and trust. And I recently had a disagreement with one of my kids and honestly, at the time, I wasn't thinking, yes, this is going to be such an opportunity for me to get closer to this child. It felt very painful and not fun. Um, but the conflict wasn't the issue. The issue is really how I was handling it and really how I showed up in it. And I've gotten really good at not making the conflict the issue, but really like when the conflict happens to handle it well in that moment. So when conflicts arise, either you need, everybody reacts differently. That's the first thing, like make like how your child reacts or your spouse, they're going to react differently and they are going to need something different. And some people need a cooling off space. Some need um, space from the disagreement. And this is tricky, like I said, because everybody needs something different. Like my husband would want to resolve something right away. And I'm somebody who needs more space. And so you have to communicate with what you need, meaning like I will say to him, I know you want to talk about this right now, but I need at least an hour and then we're going to talk about it. So you don't want to like gaslight them in the sense of like ignoring them and giving them that silent treatment, but really communicating just what your needs are. And you have to be patient in that period when, when the conflict arises. So once you both have like some time to cool off, like your brains are no longer triggered, you're not fighting, flighting or freezing, then it's important to really come together and create a safe place where you discuss the conflict and that you can only create the safe place when you're both ready to talk about it. And so ignoring the conflict doesn't mean the conflict went away. Like if you're not going to talk about it, it doesn't mean this resolved. It just means that you're going to be further disconnected emotionally. So you need to learn 
when and how you can come together and talk about it. So in order to create that safe spouse that everybody in your family needs and to feel that unconditional love, this means you both really, all of you need to feel free to open up and reveal who you really are while trusting that the other person will still feel value and unconditional love and accept you. So like your child needs to feel like you are really interested in hearing why this bothered them, why they have a different opinion without fear of judgment. Like in that situation, you need to come to it in a really a judgment, unjudgmental and thinking thoughts of like, I could be wrong about this. So in other words, you feel safe when someone, when you're really confident and trust that they like your hand, like their, I want you to visualize like your teenager, or your child is handing your heart to them and your, their hand of like your deep, their deepest fears, feelings, desires, hopes, and dreams. And you have to hold that heart with like the utmost care, meaning you're not like telling them what they're feeling is wrong. You're just validating and discussing the conflict, learning how to do this is key really to learning how to understand and trust each other. Um, in our recent disagreement with my child, um, we were able to like have this amazing discussion in such a vulnerable way. And as a result, we were taught like really greater insight of what was going on with each other. And it's hard to get in that vulnerable space, um, even with somebody you love and adore. In fact, sometimes that's harder because more is on the line. But if you get used to that feeling of vulnerability, the fruit of vulnerability is a deeper connection with each other. And really saying like the conflict we experience give us like really more opportunity to be unified because it helps us see each other in a better way. It helps us slow down life. So I'm going to give you six steps on how to handle conflict in your relationships. And the first one I've kind of already talked about is allow some time to pass before discussing the conflict, like a cooling off period. But in this is really important to discuss when you're going to. And if say you say, I need an hour and you're not ready an hour to say, okay, I still need some more time. Because what you're saying to the other person in that discussion is, I want to discuss this. This is important to me, but I'm not ready. It's not you, it's me. And it's your job to articulate your needs. And depending on what you're conflicting over, it could be five minutes, but it could be maybe five hours or maybe a day or two that you really need time to like calm your brain down and get to a space where you feel like you could talk about it. And anything is fine as long as you communicate. Okay. And the second one is don't ignore the conflict. Not discussing it is not making the conflict go away, it only will further discuss, disconnect you. And I know a lot of people, you know, when I coach families, they're like, well, I've like, have you talked to your child about this? They're like, no, like we, we just want to kind of move on. And I said, but the problem is like, you're not moving on. It actually puts a wedge in your relationship. And so being willing to like discuss the conflict, that is a sign of love and a sign of connection. It's a bid for connection. And you're not going to be good at it at first and tell them like, we are going to get better at handling conflict. And when you're say, and so your pattern might be with your children, we don't discuss it. And just be, I challenge you to be willing to like get good at conflict. Like you can do this. Um, the third one is create a safe place to discuss it. Focus more on listening to one another and validating how each other felt. So when you create that safe place, I don't want you to come to it trying to resolve the conflict. I just want you to come to it to like, come and learn why the other person got upset. This is just a learning period to listen 
to validate, say, okay, so you felt this way because of this, not trying to convince them of why they're wrong or why you were right. But this is the time to just learn more information of why things got heated. Okay. The fourth one is examine this conflict to see if this is a pattern that might be ineffective in your relationship. I know, um, a couple of years ago, um, I did this with one of my daughters where like, we just got into this really negative pattern. Like every time I asked her to do something, um, she had words and she had opinions and she had attitude and it took like a really heated conflict for us to do a new dance and for her to feel really safe to say, mom, when you ask me in this way, or when you say these words, this is how I feel. And so when I got like a number three, when I got that more information, then I was able to say, okay, this pattern, what can we do? And we were creative. Like we created the word pineapple. I like, okay. So when I say the word pineapple, then I know, or you say it, that's kind of like our safe word in conflict of like, okay, this is how you're feeling. And let's take a break and let's try to, and that helped us break that pattern. So sometimes it's just patterns we get into, like dances we get into and knowing that seeing it's a bad pattern, a bad cycle, that kind of give us um, a way to handle it and a way to do it differently. Okay. And number five, this is a, think about this, this is discussion. You do not in conflict. You do not have to prove who was right or wrong. Um, it's usually, I love to assume like he's totally right. And I'm totally right. And he's totally wrong. And I'm totally wrong. So thinking those thoughts of we're both right. And we're both wrong. That gives you like drop the need to be the debater till beat somebody they're down. Like I was just coaching somebody on this where, they're like, yeah, I, I really get what my child was saying, but I know I'm right. And, you know, when they realize I'm right, they're going to then do differently. And I'm like, no, that's not it at all. In fact, the more you think you're right about something and you try to convince that other person, the more disconnected and they're never going to agree with you. And so really saying words like, I could see how you could think that tell me everything. Like, tell me why you feel this so strongly about it. Try to convince me, um, you know, really like, and not in an like, um, sarcastic way, but really in like, I really want to know why you believe this, that kind of energy around it, that will help the conflict and it will help you give more information. And the sixth one is always emphasize your gratitude and love for each other at the end of the discussion. Um, you know, my father, he was a great dad. Um, he's passed on and, you know, he had 10 children and he said one of his parenting hacks was the sandwich approach where with any conflict, he would do love conflict, love. And so like, even on both ends of this conversation, when you're trying to resolve it, uh, go in with a soft beginning, meaning like how you start a conversation, 95% of the time that conversation will go that way. And when I have a discussion with my husband or any of my children, and I know it's going to be heavy, I go in with that love and appreciation. Like, I think you're amazing. And I know that this issue that we have disagreeing on, like, it's just an issue. It has nothing to do with how much I love you and value you. And also at the end, emphasizing my gratitude for the willingness to invest in that time to talk to me and handling the hard and saying, you know, conflict is just part of like helping them see, like, it's just part of like our family and our relationship, but it's not an indication of our love and our healthiness of a family. And so like sandwiching that conversation with love, like do my dad's name was Norm, do the Norm approach where that really does help, um, 
the person wants to be seen and validated just like you do. And when you give that to somebody else, then you pattern, especially your children, how to do it for you. And so let me go through those six ones really quickly. Allow some time, like cooling off period. Do not handle when the conflict happens, let it happen. Be very careful with your words. If you need to walk away or if you need to say, okay, I understand what you're saying, but I'm going to need, you know, 30 minutes, just know what you need and articulate it. Or if they're telling you that, make sure you honor them. Second one is don't ignore it. Um, don't feel like if you don't talk about it, it will go away or will get better. It won't. It just like you, it, you're sweeping the dust under the rug and the dust is still there. And in fact, when you pick up the rug, like the dust could damage the floor. And that's what conflict, if you do not really get under the rug and clean out the dust, is going to damage your relationship. When you come back and discuss, it's a safe place where um, you're focusing on listening and validating, seeing each other and how each other felt, not convincing. Um, Have that conversation to understand versus being understood. Fourth, examine to see if it's a pattern that you're doing and they're doing. It's usually a dance that we do with somebody else and see like the result of that. Talk about that in a really calm way and see if you guys can create something to disrupt that pattern. Like I said, our safe word was pineapple. Fifth, discuss to learn, like go into that discussion. Like I'm right. She's wrong. She's right. She's right. Or he's right. And I'm right. We're all right. And we're all wrong. Just assume you're both right and wrong and be okay. Like go into like, I totally could be wrong. When you go into it with that energy, then you're way more open to finding a resolution. And the last one is emphasize your love and gratitude. And I want to, the last one, I want you to do the first one too, like sandwich the love and gratitude discussion about that person and how important that person is in your life. And after like being a parent for 25 years and being married for 31 years, I have learned how valuable handling conflict resolution can be. It really brings problems to light and helps us become way more connected by dealing with them versus ignoring them or avoiding them. And when you discuss the conflict in a safe way that I just taught you, you really learn to appreciate each other's differences and realize that you really can become united and one, even with differences. And the lovely thing about dealing with conflict is that the more you deal with it, the better you get at it. And you really start anticipating, like you see the conflict coming and it doesn't feel so dangerous and you resolve those conflicts at a much quicker rate. And this leads to such a higher level of family happiness and marital happiness for everybody involved. So don't view conflict as a problem that you guys are doing it wrong. Conflict really is more just part of life, part of a relationship and how you handle it. That is the game changer. Conflict will never go away. It will always be part of any type of relationship we have, but us getting really good at creating these strategies and making the conflict not about us or about them, but just viewing it as kind of like breathing. You have a body and you're alive, you're going to breathe. If you're interacting with other people, conflict's going to be part of it. Whether it's under the surface or above the surface, it's always there. And the better we are about handling it and making the other, helping the other person handle it in a really safe place, the stronger you're going to be in your relationships. So if you have any questions about this or um, have any feedback, please reach out to me at Jenny Hunter, J-E-N-I-E Hunter at uh, coaching at on Instagram or liftittogether.com where you can join me there to get coached by me. Um, I have so many workshops, so many tools for you in that to help you 
is resolve conflicts and have difficult conversations and all the things to make the relationships you want in your life. So go and have a great day. And next time you have conflict, pull this up. Remember the skills that I've taught you. And I guarantee you, it will be the best conflict resolution you will ever experience. Have a great day. Where have you found the support that your family needs? I would be honored to be that support. I have created a virtual coaching program specifically for Christian LGBTQ families. Come check out the coaching community, Lifted Together with Jenny Hunter. In our community, you will find a safe space to process all the emotions and all the things that you need to find the support that you will need to help your child thrive. You will find it in private coaching, group coaching, and I have created hours of content just for you. When you are ready to thrive as a family, please come check out liftedtogether.com slash membership.